It's Viva España as the Red Sticks join the Hockey Roos and hop into the semis of the Vitality Hockey World Cup here on the World Cup Daily. Hola, willkommen, good day, good day. You are with the World Cup Daily Show number 13. My name is Matt Allen. Sitting opposite me is Mr. John Lee. John, how are you feeling today? Oh, apart from a little bit tired, pretty good. It was uh, an interesting evening's hockey. Well, a few surprises. Uh, well, certainly for the pollsters out there. <laughs> and there? Uh, we've, uh, we've got some of our semi-finalists sorted out. Uh, it's uh, halfway done and dusted. First of all, let's get through the results before we start talking about it. In the first final last night, the early game, second favourites, Germany, took on Spain. Uh, uh, probably may, many may have thought we're lucky to get through to the, that, that quarterfinal. Uh, and, but it was Spain who prevailed 1-0 in the end over Germany. What did the pollsters say there? Uh, yeah, Germany were, I think it was just 65% yeah. on the vote, something along those lines. Now, of course, Germany went into that game straight into the quarterfinals, three wins from three, nine points, the only side to do that in the tournament. No, Argentina, um, Netherlands did it. Oh, well. of course, we've, oh, we don't, they're kind of excluded. <laughs> That's uh, we spent basically this whole tournament not talking about Netherlands and so have so many other people because we just expect them to be there. Yeah, I just think they're a bit full of themselves. Oh, Ben, that, that one's being played in the dressing room. Um, but yet, you know, Spain stuck up the job there, didn't they? The goal came in the 54th minute for Carmen Cano. What were your your thoughts on the game, John? Um, well, the Spanish seemed to sit back and wait for Germany to come at them. Um, I thought, you know, it's funny because early on you thought it was the Spain were going to do a lot of attacking, especially after they, they lost their first game and then they came out and they won 6-1 or something the next game. Six scored two, scored 7, didn't they, in the yeah, second so, game? Yeah. Lost 6-2 in thought, the first okay, game. thought, OK, they've got a bit of their forward line mojo back. But since then, it's almost been like they know that their weakness is at the back and that's where they've got to put all of their energies in and that they are good enough at the front to to pinch a goal if they need it, as they did last night. Yeah, well, they managed to do the job defensively, like you say. And like you say, teams with good defences, they're the ones that win tournaments. On the uh, the stats on the game, uh, Germany shaded pretty much all areas there, 55, 56% on possession, nine shots to five, 16 circle entries to 10, three corners to one, but the all-important one, one goal to nil. They scored off that that corner too. Now, of course, you do need to score goals to win games, and uh, we've got Jana Muller-Vielen joining us uh, alongside Theo McLeod right after the game. I don't know, like before the game we said, and it's still my same, the same opinion, that if we lose, then that's solely our own fault. Like, it's, it was in our hands. If we give it away, then we lose, and that's what we did. Um, in the end, it's like one mistake. In, in marking, which is even, even my play as well, so um, it's annoying that that's, that gets punished right away, where like we do the whole game and invest a lot in yeah, in our play. But yeah, if you don't score and don't get any penalty corners, then it's hard to win. Uh, taking account there, yeah, captain's responsibility. That's yep. good to hear. If you want to hear more from Jana Muller-Vielen, she was actually interviewed by Ashley Nelson on the Wisp podcast very re- fairly recently before going into the tournament. Really good interview, so check that out. Yep. Good podcast. Yeah, she does some great work, Ashley. Yeah. Um, yeah look, um, the, 
I made a tweet during the game, I think, about three-quarter time, that if Germany don't score a goal off some of these chances they're making, Spain's going to pinch one and win the game. And that's exactly what happened. You know, they did have their chances, and I think in some ways Charlotte... Charlotte? Charlotte. Staffenhorst. Staffenhorst. She, she, um, she sort of sums up, I think, how the Germans would feel about this game. You know, a lot of people thought Germany had all of the play and... You know, probably deserve to win the game, but you know, you don't always get what you deserve, do you? Well, it's not unfair. It's just we didn't score. They scored. As simple as that. And that's basically how it went. Simple as that. Is that the uh, in the background there? The Spanish girls having celebrated. <laughs> it sounded like someone's been off for a while. Time. I think it's probably only the second time the the Spanish girls have made it to a, a World Cup semi final. So, you know, we well, talked we talked about the delight of the likes of Italy um, getting as far as they've ever got, and Ireland already made it as far as as they've ever uh, done it on the World yeah. Cup stage. Um, but for the Spanish, that now means there's the possibility of a tenth, eleventh, or where are we, sixteenth. Uh, ranked team in the world um, making it into a final of a World Cup there'll oh, be a well, silver medalist there they are in the box seat Spain they're going to sit back and watch this game tonight and you know it's it's all for them it's all for them to win and uh, Gigi Oliver spoke to Teo after the game as well well it's what you have to do with uh, Germany Germany uh, they have a really talented girls they have really good possession. They move you. They uh, find the spaces. They um, they are physically good. So they have a, a, a really uh, a structured team. So you have all, a lot of time. You are going behind the ball. So when you get, the, I think today we were reading all the movements that they were doing and all the passes. So we were pretty close all the time. And then they didn't have a lot of circumstances because we we ran a lot. And. Uh well done, Gigi. No cards in this game. And, no cards. Uh, player of the game? Player of the game. Yeah, uh, Mel Clulo gave her the, the, the player. She's the a sens- just an absolute sensation on the ball. Remember, when they, um, I guess when the prep for this World Cup got underway back in January, the Spanish girls were down here in Perth for yeah. a series against Australia. And uh, we sat down and had a chat with Gigi the one evening. And I said to one of the supporters on the side, oh, we're going to have a chat with one of these girls in a moment. And they said, which player? And I said, the best one. And straight away, uh, my friend pointed to Gigi, that one. And I went, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, an absolute superstar. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased for her. And, of course, Andrew Wilson and, and Avi Locke and the team. She's extremely important to the way they play, too. If you watch, I mean, it's no secret to anybody who's watching the games. They play three at the back, and she sits in the space in front of them. And she's very crucial to, to what they do as a team. Yeah. Um, let's get on to the second game now. Indeed. Well, well done, Spain. And commiserations for Germany. You know, they would be bitterly disappointed, but by the same token, it sounds like they're wearing it on the chin. It's our fault. It's all in our hands. You know, what happens on the field is in us, the players' hands. And they're also going home with three wins under their bat at a World Cup. Yeah, um, yeah. There's Others have gone home with much less than that. Yeah, unfortunately, they probably would have given up one of those wins <laughs> to have taken that game out. Now, let's get to the second game which was quite an intriguing match. Australia took on Argentina, nil all at full time. I don't think anybody would have predicted that there'd be no goals scored in 60 minutes of hockey between Argentina and Australia. Polster's had Argentina uh, shading it as well. And, um, well, it did get to that shootout. And, Matt, you were right about uh, the, the result of any shootout involving Rachel Lynch. The Australians won it. 
but only just 4-3. It was three all at the end of your uh, regular five plays. Yep. Shoot. What do we call them? We shoot. Shoot. No, shoot. Shootouts. No, they just see if it, the whole thing is a shootout. The after individual little after plays, five showdowns. After five shoots. After five shuffles. No. After five shuttles. No. We're not using those words here. Uh, look, let's get back to the hockey, shall we? Yeah, it was um, some amazing scenes at the end there. We had two video referrals involving whether the ball would cross the line or not in time. We had um, you know, calls made against goalkeepers. We had one terrible, terrible challenge from the, um, the Argentinian from goalkeeper. Cici. Cici put uh, Jodie Kenny down, I believe it was, on her shoulder. I'm not sure if, that, if she's injured. I'm not sure what the outcome is of that because she didn't look real happy when she came Was it dislocated shoulder? Could very well have been. She's landed on the point of it, so she won't be happy. Uh, at the time, I made the call that it should have been a penalty goal and the keeper got, should have got sent off. Maybe they should have retaken it or a stroke, but the, I think it was definitely worth a card because it was very, very cynical from the goalkeeper and just took her out, just made no play at the ball, just took the player straight out. I understand she may well be retiring after that game as well, and likewise, possibly with the other Argentinian goalkeeper. So yeah. the challenge will be on for the Champions Trophy coming up later in the year. Um, I'm sure they've got some people lined up there. Well, and but at the end of the day, it was Brooke Paris who held her nerve and scored the winning goal, and uh, did so with style. It was a very well taken goal, and uh, Taylor spoke to Brooke after the game. Oh, you know, it's just one of those games where it has to be end-to-end. And, um, you know, Argentina and us, we play very similar um, counter-attacks, you know, left, right and centre. And, um, you know, the defenders, both teams were outstanding. And, um, you know, a lot of credit to Argentina. And, you know, I'm just sometimes it comes down to one-on-ones and, you know, that's how the game is. What was going through your head in that last uh, shuffle? Um, I had a game plan and I just wanted to execute what I wanted to do. Um, um, and that was it. I just I, I wanted to do my move, and that was what I did, and I'm very happy with my result. And that was Tao McLeod there. Using the term. The rude word, the swear <laughs> word, was speaking to Brooke Paris, who did take a very, very good goal and, and scored the winning goal in that shootout. Um, yeah, it was interesting that she made the comment there about the, the way the two teams play, because I thought that for most of that game, the two, the two teams played away from the way that they normally play. No one could get control of the game. They both were very intent on defending, especially the Australians deep, and, and stood back a little bit and let the, um, the, the Argentinians come at them. Early in the game, they had the high press on, and that seemed to just evaporate after about five or ten minutes. Uh-huh. Um, whether that's because they suddenly realised that they had to defend a lot harder or the Argentinians made it impossible for that press to work, I'm not sure. But on the, on the stats, uh, Argentina shaded it. Uh, Possession-wise, uh, shots 12-5, to 5, circle entries 20-10 to 10, and corners 2-1. to 1. Now, after the game, Teo also spoke to some... I think this might be Teo's favourite. Just quietly, well, just I, think, I, think, I. I think this is the third time he's, uh, he's grabbed Rosie be. after a game. But look... You know, so to speak. <laughs> Rosie Malone with Taylor McLeod. Rosie Malone, as I live and breathe. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> that's the wrong one, damn it. 11.35. Here we go. Oh, you know, it's just one of those games where it has to be end-to-end. And, um, you know, Argentina and us, we play very similar.
I think, you know, we could have just as easily been in the same boat as Argentina and, you know, as excited as we are, of course, seeing how sad some of the girls are and seeing them cry just shows how much I think this tournament means to everyone. Um, so, you know, Suji, even when, you know, Argentina's singing the national anthem, I think she's almost crying, you know, because she's just got so much pride in her country, which is really great to see. But, um, yeah, I think definitely if we were in the same boat, there would have been a lot of devastated girls in our team. And there were. I mean, I, I, on the balance of those stats you read out there, you know, Argentina played the more attacking hockey, created more chances, and probably were closer to scoring a goal in, in full time. But it's not the first time they've shown that in the tournament and have, no. uh, you know, dominated the game far, far more than they did this encounter and not got the result they wanted out of it. Just on the national anthems there, I do love watching the Argentinian girls singing the national anthem. Oh, they're right. Uh, into it. Particularly Delfina, just really getting into it. And it's, you know, quite a jaunty little number, isn't it? It, it is, actually. Normally I'm one of those people that oh, I hear some national anthems and you feel like slitting your wrists. It's just <laughs> terrible. But, you know, when, when people get into it the way they do, it's fantastic. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Supporting your country and. You know, feeling a bit of pride and yeah. passion for it all. Not going overboard, though. Oh, but keep, I, keep know, it within certain bounds. I even love my own club song, though. You know, it's getting into battle that. Yeah, we do. We're not going to share that with you right now, though. Okay. Alrighty. Um, just while we're. Uh, well, do we play the last Rosie Grab? Oh, let's, yes, of course. Well, we've got to play this Grab because, look, it's fantastic to hear someone like Rosie, who is. Must be a fairy tale for her coming into the team at such a late stage and finding herself at World Cup and you know microphones and all of crowds and everything that's going on around her. And I don't know, sport can sometimes be very cynical and you can just hear regurgitated stuff and you know players are very careful about what they say and all the rest. Yeah, of Yeah, well, we stuck to the game plan. Yeah, you know, yeah. we we executed all the executables and uh, yeah, we're you know really proud of the effort. But, you know, when you, when you get a little bit of character, f- poke its head through. Not saying these girls don't have character, but, you know, they're serious. They're a big tournament and they're, they're concentrating. It just makes you smile. Rosie Malone, as I live and breathe. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Three words. Uh, pretty darn excited. <laughs> Was Darren your first choice? Uh... Look, I'm just going to say for all the viewers, the young viewers out there, yes. <laughs> She's got a bit of an infectious laugh, young Rosie. <laughs> yes. Um, I've also loved hearing from the Irish girls as well. They've all, you know, they've all oh, been yeah. full of that enthusiasm and, and drive. Um, and thanks to Teo too for doing all this stuff yep, for us super, as well. Super stuff on the ground there. And of course, Teo is working with the hockey family. Uh, partners in the World Cup Daily we are of course the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast Um, follow us on the social media Instagram, Facebook and Twitter all at the Reverse Stick head to thehockeyfamily.com check out some of Teo's articles and lots of other good coverage of the World Cup you can of course follow those guys on social media as well they're even on Pinterest John they're on Pinterest it's all at the Hockey Family well, don't worry, mate. We'll move on. Okay. Okay. So, what have we got ahead of us now? The final two quarterfinals coming oh, up later on well, in the day. They, these games are going to be huge. Uh, first up, uh, the, they've been swapped to, I think we mentioned it before, but for those expecting the Ireland India game to be the later one, it's actually the early game today at uh, um, 
six o'clock. I've got good news for you if you're listening in Ireland and you haven't been keeping an eye on social media over the past 12 hours or so. The game will be shown live on RTE2. And uh, strangely enough, Home and Away is getting bumped, John. So that's a free-to-air broadcast. Free-to-air national broadcaster oh, there I in Ireland. I a tweet from someone about that overnight. I'll try yeah, and so, f- 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 yeah. So set your clocks. That's 6.15. RTE. RTE 2. That's okay. 6.15 local time if you're there in Ireland. So you don't need to have the BT Sport package there, and you don't have to visit any family overseas. Okay, we've got to speed this up, because fancy arts talking <laughs> for too long. Uh, India and Ireland tonight. You know what? Both of these teams defend quite well, and... Both like the opposition to come at them as defensive terms. I'll sit back and wait for, for you to make the running. And good good pace on and, the break. And and love ca- I, I think the first goal in this game will be scored by a team who counterattacks after the other teams counterattack them. So yeah, yeah. So break, break down, break down, break down, and it's going to go back down the other end. And yeah, I think that's going to be how the game's decided. Look, uh, Ireland, I think, have more options up front. They seem like they've got a bit more energy up front than India. Um, the big girl whose name escapes me at the moment, the centre forward, um, Deirdre Duke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she is a very clever forward. If she gets a shot, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, so look, they get great drive coming through the midfield do. as well. Um, that said, India have a gun drag flicker. And they've got Lalaram Sami, who yeah, Lalaram Sami looking good. Look, well, she this this tournament could make her a superstar, and this game could launch that rocket. Well, Rani's key to that to that team as well. If you look across the games that've been played um, against England, she had five circle penetrations against Italy, six circle penetrations, four shots. USA, six circle penetrations, two shots against Ireland last time, six circle penetrations, three shots. She's the engine. She's yeah, a driving yeah. force, and what a captain! You know what what a exactly. job she does in there. Um, look, you know, defenses are going to win it again. It should be a ripping game. Savita has been fantastic in this tournament. Aisha McFerrin's been fantastic in this tournament. Well, so I'm, you couldn't have two better keepers at either end. I'm predicting if it goes to a shootout, it's the goalies are going to win. It's the the well, goalies will be going through to the semi-final. We've been saying it for a few a few days now. You know, it's it's been yeah. a keepers tournament and some fantastic performances. Okay, on to the other game. Tip. Oh, a tip. Um, uh, Hart says Ireland. Okay, I've been told that uh, um, there's a team that doesn't want me to jinx them, so I have to tip Ireland. Very does that good. Make sense? It does, sort of. <laughs> Hopefully it makes sense to you out there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, the second game, gonna be a cracker. England, number two, two. in the world. Netherlands, number, number one. one. What a game. Many thought that this could possibly have been the final. Uh, didn't turn out that way. But and of course, ne- Netherlands the, have, set quarters. they've swept all before them in the group stage, gone straight into the quarterfinals. They scored, what, 26 goals in the three games. You know, that's a fair chunk of the total amount of goals scored in the tournament. Um, but we don't believe they've been tested greatly yet. No. They've had a long break. Um, England coming off uh, an improved 2-0 win over Korea, even though it wasn't what we necessarily expected. It's certainly an, an, an improvement in, um, in performance for them. And are they going to step it up again that little bit? Can they catch the Dutch out? OK, one comment on England. I think they're trying too hard the home crowd and all those sort of things, I think they need to relax a bit and chill out and and just play hockey. I think too many of them get the ball and want to win the game off their own stick. Um, they certainly have the ability, I think, to beat the Netherlands. On the Netherlands, it's it's. I, I know I've been preaching 
defence, defence, defence wins. But now's the time you've got to turn that around because everybody sits back and waits for the Netherlands to come at them. Yeah. Because they're all scared of them. Yeah. So the Netherlands are going to be the kings of taking, and they are, of taking down defences that sit at the back. You've got to go at the Netherlands well, and it. score first. You've got to put the pressure back off them. You made the comment, before you know it, you can be three down within eight minutes. Oh, and go, yeah, oh geez, what, what, what's happened there? Yeah, the game's gone. And you look at the way they've been winning games. They're scoring six or seven in the first half <laughs> and then just parking them, you know, just sitting back and having a stroll. Yeah. So you, you've got to score first and put the pressure back on them and make them do things rather than just sit back and let them do things. Now, Teo asked Alex Danson, the England captain, right after the career oh, game right on, yeah. on, her, on her thoughts of... Uh, Taking on the Dutch. Holland, next round. The way to beat them. Is it with a stick at night while they sleep? <laughs> um, it's it's going to be a fantastic encounter, that's for sure. I know it will be um, a full stadium out there. We train for, for every single game to try and win, and that's exactly what we're doing this next game. So it'll be about recover, get our minds in, and look forward to the next game. don't know about a stick. I think you might need the whole tree. Um, yeah. He's tried that line on a few of the players after the, the game. Um, it's not the only line he's tried on a few players <laughs> just quietly. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I think I, you'd have to tip the Netherlands. It's going to be a, pack, a, pa- a packed house. That England, home, are way yeah. into it. England are way into this game. That home advantage is going to be a massive opportunity there for England to use that 12th man. And look, if you're heading down to Lee Valley for that game, I hope you have a fantastic time. Get down there nice and early. The park's open fairly early. I think it's about 3, 3.30 it opens. Go and say hello to the Hockey Museum. Go and buy a copy of Hockey World News. Um, even go and collect a few jugs. You get a, a pound back for everyone you take back to the bar. Donate it to a charity. Take an old stick down England Hockey. You've got a, um, a promotion going on down there, similar to the Tap West Africa uh, thing they did last year and the year before. So if you've got any old gear, take it down, and that will go to a good usage. Uh, looking forward to tonight, John. Oh, it's going to be great. And, um, yeah, got the alarm set, 12.30. Up for the Ireland-India game. Can't wait. Back tomorrow for show 14, folks. Only a couple to go now. See ya. See ya. Australians all at us rejoice, for we are young and free. With golden soil and wealth, the toil Ireland is girt by sea. Uh, girt by sea? Wasn't she the West German centre forward in uh, 82?